Section 12 of The Artist, or Young Ladies Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc., by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Transferring Lesson 1 I have brought a white wood work box for the first attempt, Ellen, which, having a flat top, will be easily done. The following are the materials for the work. Some lithographic prints, a bottle of transfer varnish, one of white hard varnish, one of spirits of wine, and two flat tin varnishing brushes, each an inch and a half broad. I select a pretty print for the top of the box, and cut away the paper to within half an inch of the drawing, but to ensure its being placed straight and evenly on the box, I rule a straight line at the top and bottom of the print, and cut away that. I also mark an even distance from each end of the drawing, to enable me to fix it at equal distances from the sides of the box, and placing it with the printed side downwards, in its proper position, I make a pencil mark at the two top corners, to assist me in placing it when wet. Now, pour as much water into the tea tray as will cover the bottom of it, and taking hold of the print with both hands, lay it gently on the water, with the drawing upwards, where it may float about for five minutes, taking care that the water does not flow over the printed side. To varnish the box, which is next to be done, I pour the white hard varnish into the pipkin, over the middle of which I have tied a piece of wire or strong thread, and dipping one of the brushes into it, draw it two or three times across the wire to moisten it well, and then I spread it with a steady hand on the top of the box, commencing in the middle and drawing to the end one way, and then from the middle and to the end the other way. Then spread another line of varnish close by the side of the first, in the same manner until the hole is covered. Take the brush off very gently at the end of each stroke, to prevent a large quantity being left on the box, and if any part appears to have been missed, put a second coat of varnish on in about five minutes after the first, only in a contrary direction to that. If these varnishes are used in damp or cold weather, it will be necessary to have a fire in the room where they are, to prevent their becoming chilled. Pour the varnish back into the bottle, immediately after it is done with, and wipe out the brush with a piece of rag. The print is now to be taken out and laid upon a sheet of stiff paper. This must not be done too quickly, or it will cause the water to run over the print, which must be carefully avoided. To ensure an entire freedom from damp, place a sheet of clean blotting paper on the drawing, and smooth it all over with the hand to absorb any wet that may have penetrated. Then move the blotting paper to a dry part and press it a little heavier until it ceases to make the blotting paper damp. The transfer varnish is to be poured into the pipkin, about half the bottle full. The brush already used is dipped into it as before, and it is then to be spread over the print, by drawing from one end to the other as many times as will entirely cover the drawing, taking care not to let the varnish line a thick ridge towards the edge of the drawing, 
which will be the case if too great a quantity be taken in the brush. On the other hand, if too small a quantity of varnish be taken, it will cause small streaks to be omitted, which is a worse fault than the former. By looking on the print sideways towards the light, you will readily perceive if every part has been well covered. It is then to be taken up, holding it by the paper where the varnish has not been spread, and placed carefully, with the varnished side downwards, in the proper place as before determined. A sheet of writing paper is now placed on the print, and pressed all over, by rubbing the fingers firmly to and fro, the object of which is to make the print adhere closely to the wood, and to exclude the air, which will otherwise remain under the print, and cause holes in finishing. I have heard this spoken of as the process of taking impressions from prints. But surely, Charlotte, you cannot remove the print now you have put it on so firmly. Will it not be destroyed? The print itself will be transferred, Ellen, and therefore it is incorrect to speak of an impression from it. It will not be destroyed, but will, undoubtedly, be preserved much longer upon wood than if left on the paper. I proceed to remove the paper from the print by rubbing it with the fingers backward and forward while it is wet, and the paper will come off in small flakes or rolls. This is to be done lightly until all the paper is removed, and the print appears plainly through. While this is done, a little water may be added occasionally with one of the brushes to keep it moist. I am very careful to rub off the paper entirely at the edge, that no outline may be visible. When I have taken off as much as I can, by light rubbing, I let it dry when it will have the appearance of being covered with flour, and to remove the outline which shows so plainly in consequence of the transfer varnish being a darker colour than the white hard varnish, I clear it off with a piece of rag dipped in spirits of wine. It must now be left until tomorrow, when I shall varnish it. It is certainly a curious process. How is it that so much rubbing does not take off the drawing as well as the paper? The black paint which is used for printing is made with colour ground in oil, and when the paper is put on the water, the oil which is in the paint resists the influence of the water, and only the paper becomes damp, and as the varnish is applied while the paper is damp, it adheres closely to the print, but not to the damp paper, and the water used to damp the paper in rubbing off softens and dissolves the size in the paper but does not touch the print therefore if the latter is rubbed off it can only be on account of too much friction being employed and not from any influence the water has in softening the paint the varnish used is of a kind that will not unite with water and therefore it is not necessary it should be dry before the paper is rubbed off. On the contrary, if suffered to get dry, it will be almost impossible to remove it. The varnish is very slow in drying, and if left, will penetrate the paper as the water dries out, and occasion the difficulty referred to. Will it be wrong to put a little varnish on to clear the print today? I should so like to see how it will look, if it may be done. It will be decidedly better to leave it until tomorrow. The transfer varnish, as I mentioned before, is slow in drying, 
and if a large quantity is put on at one time, it will wrinkle in drying and cause the print to look very rough. We are obliged to put on three coats of varnish at once when we do apply it, and those with the transfer already on will make such a body of varnish that you will be disappointed when you see its irregular appearance tomorrow. I must, therefore, tax your patience until that time when we can proceed with the work without any risk of spoiling it. It will be desirable to put on the borders and prints to the front, back and sides of the box today, that the whole may be varnished together. I shall prefer waiting, Charlotte, as you recommend it, and will try to finish the other parts of the box. If I should meet with any accident, such as rubbing away part of the print, or putting one on unevenly, can it be corrected afterwards? It can either be corrected or done over again. You need not entertain any fear of spoiling the box, because the work is easily removed. That is what I wished to know. I shall now feel sufficient confidence to set about it immediately. End of section 12